to Today on Broadway for Thursday, October 18th, 2018. I'm Broadway World's Matt Tamanini. And I am Broadway star's James Marino. James, it's early. It is. I don't usually get up this early. I thought you'd go to the gym at 7 a.m. Sometimes. Not often. Not often? Normally. Jumping normally on it's boxes, a- box to box like a gazelle. Yeah, I don't do that anymore. It hurts me. <laughs> <laughs> you know what doesn't hurt? What's that? The critics raving about London. Oh. Company yeah. production. Yeah. Earlier this week, the much anticipated West End revival of Stephen Sondheim's company opened at the Gilgood Theater, directed by Marion Elliott and starring Rosalie Craig and Patty Lapone. As I'm sure I don't have to remind listeners, instead of the main character being a bachelor named Bobby, B O B B Y, it is a single woman named Bobby, B O B B I E. Now, we're going to have a lot of that little wordplay between the different Bobbies in these reviews, so I'm not going to spell it out for you. You understand. I don't need to tell you which one is Y and IE. <laughs> it's it's the, the critics love to uh, play with that and uh, make jokes about it. But um, I'm also not going to go super in-depth with these reviews, James, because let me just sum them all up. It's a great production, and it's nearly perfect. So let's start with Michael Rillington from The Guardian, who said, quote, A gender change can work wonders. It is no secret that Robert, the 35-year-old bachelor hero of this 1970s show, has now become the similar, similarly unattached Bobby. The transition, as embodied by Rosalie Craig, makes total sense in today's world. My only reservation about an exhilarating th- evening is, my, is that the musical in Marion Elliott's production has lost some of its specific Manhattan identity. If that's the only complaint that you've got, that's probably pretty good. Uh, Dominic Cavendish from The Telegraph said, this is in a this is a sorry, this is astonishing in so many ways. It feels as if you're hemmed in by reasons to cheer. Marion Elliott's reimagining of Stephen Sondheim's landmark experimental 1970 musical reboots a modern classic for the tender age. It's sensational. Sarah Crompton from What's On Stage said, apparently Stephen Sondheim is rather pleased with this production of his 1970 musical. He should be. Marion Elliott's decision to turn the central character of, a, of Singleton Bobby into a female Bobby transforms and illuminates the entire show. It feels smart, fresh, and relevant. It was always one of Sondheim's very best compositions, witty and passionate in equal measures. This approach makes it a revelation all over again. Now, James, we've talked about the fact that there's only one musical revival currently slated to come to Broadway during the 2018-2019 season. And with someone like Patti Lapone and Marion Elliott attached, you would think that this would be prime uh, you know, potential to come over to New York ASAP. Well, the show has recently quietly, because I haven't seen a press release about this, began selling tickets from its originally announced closing date in December through March 30th, which can mean, you know, a few things. But that either means that it is definitely not transferring to Broadway this season or if it does, it will not be with this London cast. Now, I could honestly definitely see Patti Lapone coming with it and then the rest of the British cast being replaced by American actors. But it's interesting to me that they've started selling more tickets, but over over there at the Broadway world, I don't know that we've really gotten any information about it officially extending. So uh, that kind of raised my eyebrows when I, when I noticed that uh, the other day. But I think it's a prime time for this show to come over this season and make a splash as one of the few musical revivals. You know, the issue in London is that the press reps in London are not as uh, as efficient or beautiful and talented as the press reps here in Broadway. 
<laughs> That's true. Any press reps listening, we love you. You are yes. our favorite people in the world. Please send us every you know interview you can and embargoes <laughs> and information and leads and gossip. Yeah, I think that the, probably this will come to New York, and but they've seen uh, you know they've gotten through some channels the uh, Matt Timonini uh, spreadsheet, and they realize that there's <laughs> just nowhere to go if they do come in this season. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not completely saying it's not going to happen. I, I I think there is a the potential of it coming over either with a completely new cast or maybe Patty and and Rosalie might come with it too. I I don't know if if they feel like she's the one to bring it or if they want to bring a New York uh, actress into that role. But one thing I hadn't really thought about James and, and actually I'd complained about this when we'd originally talked about the show was that Bobby's three. I forget what they call them, lovers or whatever in the show, uh, Marta and Susan or whatever. Um, they all been changed to men. And I'd complained because that really made the male versus female ratio in the show pretty one sided, especially because one of the married couples was changed to a gay male couple as well. So there weren't that many women in the show in a show that you know changed the main character to a woman. Some of these reviews talk about the fact that you could drive a person crazy, takes on a much different um, uh, connotation when it's all men talking about a woman driving a person crazy in that way. That makes much more sense in today's Me Too um, sexual assault uh, era. Uh, and I hadn't thought about that uh, you know, just because I hadn't seen it and I hadn't gone through the show's songs in my head. But uh that makes that's a really poignant point for this show that I think probably has a lot of people, you know, probably appreciating the song, um, you know, because it's a you know it's a fun song or whatever, but probably makes a lot of people purposely uncomfortable. That I think might have a really interesting impact on people if they see it, especially here in the U.S. Uh, well, you know, you look at the My Fair Lady, Why Can't a Woman Be More Like a Man, and yeah. kind of superimpose that the. Uh, maybe they're stealing uh, <laughs> from there. Uh, you know, what's interesting to me, and I'm I'm sorry that they are changing up uh, yeah, to the more male roles, because I was immediately thinking if this was more of a female-heavy company, it'd be more likely to be done in many of the... Uh, uh, of uh, the regionals and uh, mm -hmm. community theaters and things like that, who are they? They are women heavy in talent and uh, always have a problem casting men. So, yeah. and then which uh, version is the licensed version? Is there two versions to be licensed? Uh, things like that. I don't know. Well, we know we know that Sondheim is very open to interpretations of shows. Now, I don't know if that means for community theaters to say, hey, Stevie, we want to change this character to this gender or whatever. But, um, you know, he's 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 seemed to be fairly adept to to making changes. But I do I will say this, James, before we move on, if this show transfers with Patty Lapone and that's it, I would like to humbly suggest that perhaps somebody who has done a show on Broadway with Patty Lapone who has won a Tony opposite Patty Lapone who also won a Tony for the show might be an appropriate choice to cast as Bobby someone who is in the 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 appropriate age range someone who will be finishing a run on Broadway in February in that Lerner and Lowe musical that you just mentioned might mm -hmm. be an appropriate choice 
to play Bobby if this comes over. I'm just saying, just throwing that out there. Maybe not. I don't know how vocally it matches up with the change from a male to female Bobby. But I think that is secondary to the fact that one specific actress that I have in mind would kill that role. That is really interesting. I, 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 uh, not going to name this person, but uh, just, it just, just off the top of my head, off the top of my head. but that Bora Lenanti would be <laughs> great for yep. that. All right. Ixnay on the aiming nay. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. All right. Next up, uh, reviews are in for Stalker Channing and Apologia. Is it is it a apologia? Have I been yes. doing? Is, is it, it's not apologia. Damn it! All right, whatever. <laughs> no, uh, apologia is the uh, singer from Prince. Yeah, <laughs> very good. Uh, uh, yeah, so uh, Alexi K. Campbell's play, whatever you just said, makes its New York debut officially this week as it opens, starring Stockard Channing, thanks to the Roundabout Theater Company, directed by Daniel Auken. The show also stars Hugh Dancy and more. The show is currently scheduled to run through December 16th. Now, James, I am not going to go too far in depth into these reviews because I want to save a little time at the end because the reason that we are recording on Thursday morning is because you saw the show last night. So I want to hear what you had to say. But first up, Ben Brantley of the New York Times said, quote, the dialogue only rarely feels organic, but it is Miss Channing's complex, contradictory Kristen who keeps us thinking long after the play is over. And the wordless gut deep howl, which she concludes the show with, is more wrenching and revelatory than any of the carefully arranged words that preceded. So mixed there from Brantley. Not so mixed from Sarah Holdren from from Vulture, who says, quote, Aachen doesn't do any earthquaking. He and his designers try to make apologia, uh, whatever, uh, uh, apologia, uh, go down as smoothly as possible, giving us the familiar domestic battleground and all the well-known snappy rhythms and emotional swells. But it's a con and a con that thinks it's high minded when, in fact, its very existence is predicated on worn, worn out dramaturgy and essentially sexist argument. Uh, Apologia might look like a thoughtful play, sound like one, smell like one. But as one of its characters might put it, is it? Adam Feldman from Time Out in New York was a little bit more in line with Mr. Brantley, giving it three out of five stars, saying, quote, drawing on inner reserves, Channing manages to make Kristen, who is gratuitously mean to nearly everyone, including Simon's shallow and shallowly written actress girlfriend, a compellingly conflicted figure. But the play doesn't give her a lot to work with. It creaks with contrivances and clunky expositional dialogue. Now, James, I know after the show, you you told me that you really liked it, and that might be because of the strength of Channing, which seems to be what all of the critics are saying as well. Um, but now having heard from your esteemed colleagues, wh- what did you think of the show? Uh, as you mentioned, I really liked it. Um, it. It quite possibly could be that Stalker Channing carried this whole show. Sure. Uh, I you know, have to think about what Mr. Brantley, Miss Holdren, and uh, Mr. Feldman have said here. But uh, I'm tend to probably agree more with Sarah than with Adam and Ben right now uh, on on this one. Um, I, I think it was really a, a, a riveting evening of family dysfunction. Fin, you know, I was thinking at, at, at intermission, I was like, you know, happy families don't make good theater. You know? <laughs> no, very rarely, very rarely. <laughs> you know, this is totally uh, Arthur Miller territory here. Uh, 
and uh, you know, and it. I, I think probably what adds to it is the small intimate theater. It was at sure. Laura Pell's roundabout Laura Pell's, um, which is four hundred some odd seats or something like very small space, uh, and I don't think that they were mic'd. Uh, and it, it it adds something for it for for me, mm. uh, yeah. and it, it's just so human. And Stalker tears down the house. She's just sure. amazing, oh, of course, yeah. just amazing. All right. So uh, next up, Hamilton announces special Halloween performances and new cast members. Yes, on Wednesday, the production announced that they will be holding a special lottery for their Halloween show. No word if you have to dress up in costume or anything. Um, But every ticket in the theater for that performance will be sold for just $10. Fans can enter the lottery from yesterday through October 24th on that fancy Hamilton app thing that they were making a big deal about a while ago. Winners will begin to be notified on October 26th. Now, for the casting news, which is more exciting for me, the show also announced that beginning the day before Halloween, Halloween, Tony nominee Danae Benton will join the show as Eliza and Carvin's Lassant, who, who has been a standby for multiple roles in the Broadway production and played George Washington on tour, will join the show in the role of G-dubs. In addition, Wallace Smith has already returned to the Broadway production as Hercules Mulligan and James Madison, having left the Broadway production and originated those roles in Chicago. James, I, you gasped a little bit because um, uh, I know you're a big fan of Danae, but it is fun um, that she... She is playing Eliza, a role originated by Philippa Sue, because she was nominated for a Tony for playing Natasha in Natasha Pierre and the Great Comet of 1812, a role originated by Philippa Sue. Yeah. Oh, I did. I, you know, I, did, I, I didn't even hear about Danae going in. That is great. I'm going to have to go see Hamilton. I yeah, love very, her. very easy show to get tickets to cheap discounts. TKTS. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's on the verge of closing. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> TDF's got it all the time. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Orchestra. All right, Matt, what else do we have to talk about today? All right, just a few more stories before we send you on your merry way. The first one, though, is a bit sad, as yesterday producers announced that the off-Broadway revival of the beloved Lieber and Stoller review, Smokey Joe's Cafe, will close at stage 42 on November 4th. However, good news, producers also announced that a cast album will be recorded and that a national tour is also being planned for 2020. Hindsight on that one. Um, we also learned that the New York Theater Workshop has extended Heidi Schreck's What the Constitution Means to Me for a final time as this buzzy show will now play through November 4th. Then last night, the venerable St. Louis institution known as the Muni announced the shows that will comprise their 101st season, and they will be the first regional production of Kinky Boots, R&H's Cinderella, Guys and Dolls, Paint Your Wagon, Footloose, 1776, and Matilda. Interesting that both Matilda and Kinky Boots will be a part of the same season. Show order, performance schedule, and audition dates will be announced later this fall. And finally, The Hollywood Reporter reported yesterday that Amazon is developing a new musical series inspired by Shakespeare's Twelfth Night. But instead of the central storyline being about a woman pretending to be a man and mistaken identity and falling in love and blah, 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 the untitled project will be a a complicated love story between a young man 
and a biological young woman, the latter of whom, over the course of the series, begins to identify as gender fluid. The series will be written by Steven Sater, who won a Tony for Spring Awakening, and his collaborator on that show, Duncan Sheik, will write the songs for the pilot. Also of note, Ryan Seacrest will executive produce. I'm interesting that he is still getting as much work as he is, despite some of the news that we've heard. Um, but anyway, if you would like more information on any or all of these stories, please check out the show notes at broadwayradio.com. All right, Matt, why don't you get us out of here? All right, thanks for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter, and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Matt. And my name is James Marino from BroadwayRadio.com and BroadwayStars.com. Thanks for spending some of your Thursday with us, and uh, Matt and I will be back and talk with you tomorrow. Or later tonight, really. Yeah. (laughs) 